I'm in my living room. I was thinking about changing it up at some point in time because I do a lot of Zoom meetings. And I was going to move it over there because I put up like tonight show curtains in the other room. I was I wanted to see your tonight show curtains. Well, it's dark now over there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did it. It's kind of like this manic COVID behavior. Yeah. Do you feel like you're master. manic or do you feel like you're I'm always yeah, manic. Did you see that, Greg? I don't know if that's showing, but. Uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did you get those curtains? One piece at a time on Amazon. <laughs> and then I bought spotlights to make the crisscrossy lights across. And then again, I don't know why. I'm making a complete square of curtains over there for some reason. And it's going to be very exciting when I eventually have to move and take it all down. So I feel like, haven't you done something sort of um, themed like that before? Because didn't you used to have, I don't know if it, was, it must be in a different place, maybe? No, I still have Star Trek the stuff captain's everywhere. Chair? Yeah, I have one over there and I have one right next to me. Awesome. <laughs> and then I left one in San Diego, but eventually i will bring that up here how many do you you have three yeah i know wow i know cool right it is cool hello ladies autumn Autumn, that yeah that is very cool i was just watching um do you follow uh red letter media on youtube i don't know what that is uh red letter media uh they do a lot of like reviews of movies but also tv shows um one of the characters is Mr. Plinkett. Have you ever seen Mr. Plinkett's Star Wars reviews? Yes. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't, I, you know, this is the worst yeah. disappointment since my son. So they uh, just put together their top five next generation episodes. Okay. And they did like an hour uh, YouTube video about it with clips and it's amazing. So I was just That's watching cool. that. I, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It's really, really good. I forget about the I forget about all the crazy stuff on the internet from the olden days. Like you just forget. Like, do you remember that creepy sea monster, Greg? Oh yeah, no, sea monster. Old Greg. Yeah, old Greg. Yeah. I just, that just popped into my head when you were talking about the guy that reviewed the Star Wars stuff. I was like, I forgot all about that. I'm old Greg. Did you ever see? I'm a guy on a buffalo. <laughs> oh my no. god. I, okay, I don't want to build it up too much. I promise. I promise. Now, this might not be true for you, but it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. On the internet, at the time when I saw it, and I still, every now and then, remember like every two <laughs> or three years, and I watch it, and I'm like, this is genius. It was a show about a, it was like a, Dan, like Dan Haggerty, I forgot what character he, what show he had, Grizzly Adams. It was okay. like that, but the guy wrote a buffalo and so somebody cut the show into clips and wrote a song around it. And it's friggin' fantastic. I love stuff like that because yeah. it takes so much work. So much work. Anytime so somebody goes, work. here's every F word from the Sopranos. And you're like, that's 19 minutes long. Yes. Like somebody sat there for like 80 hours to do that. Autumn does send me quite a bit of the things that you do, which I think they're funny. Oh, thank you. But for the longest time, I think, there's just a stubbornness built in when someone tells you something is good. Of course. And you resist it. Someone of course. acting poetic. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was walking through the Beverly center, which is a shopping center here. And there was a bunch of kids walking by us and I was with some friends and I was probably 36, 37 at the time. And there was one guy that had like long hair and shorts and he's just the loud mouth, just blah, blah, blah. And I looked at my friend, I go, I fucking hate people like that. And he goes, that's you, dude. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you hate him. It's me. I hated him. I think about that all the time when I'm just overhearing conversations on the street 
um, and I'm shitting on the person in my head. Yeah. And then you realize like, it's because you hate yourself and you see yourself in that person. I had the most vivid example. I was walking around a Nordstrom rack and I was, <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of anger and a mental problem and I'm working on it and it's much better now. But I was just like, look at this fucking guy, man. Thinks he's Bob Dylan, you fucking asshole, 21 year old with your stupid Bob Dylan costume on. You're not, you're a fucking zero in that stupid fucking hat. You, what do you think, Mr. Bob Dylan over here with his stupid hat? And then out of my mouth, I just went, I'd like to wear that hat. And I was like, oh, and it gave me a shiver. I was like, oh, I'm just envious that that guy has the guts to dress like that and go out. And uh, that's all it was, was I was just like, hmm. I can't wear that hat. Not now. You probably could wear the hat. That's the thing. You got to wear it with confidence, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't have that. I'm missing the. I know part. stuff like that. Really, it feels like a costume that you put yeah. on. Yeah. Even though you want, you want to be the type of person who can pull that off and has that confidence, but you just don't have it. And then when you think about that guy, you're like, "Fuck that guy! Why mm -hmm. is he so confident? He's probably an idiot." When I was a kid <laughs> in high school, I made a decision that I'm going to live the life I want to live. And I was obsessed with uh, the guitar player for Deep Purple, Richie Blackmore. And I went out and bought clothes. I went to a women's shoe store and bought white boots, black pants, and like flowing black shirts. And my sister made me a polka dotted vest because I was also <laughs> obsessed with Randy Rose, Ozzy's guitar player. Mm -hmm. And I showed up at school the next day and I was scared shitless to get out of my car. But it took me like five minutes to adjust and went, this is me now. And I did dress like that all the time. But that <laughs> nice. first time was so hard. And I'd like to have that back, actually. I'd like to get that back. Well, I mean, that's just uh, exposure therapy, right? Is like I don't know what that is. is. Being a, well, it, a lot of people with OCD go through exposure therapy. So if you're afraid of bridges, then you expose yourself little by little to bridges. And it's uh, you feel like you're going to die because you have this fear, uh, this irrational fear. But the more you teach yourself that you actually don't die uh you're exposed to it through this therapeutic way and you stop being afraid so have what you, you kind it? of no i don't really have ocd but i think about that kind of thing all the time like oh oh i did it um once this is not me trying to talk about this but um there was a topless actually beach it that is I was on <laughs> well you know uh, there was a topless beach and uh i was afraid to go to and there was like this german woman who was like playing paddleboard or something with her husband with her boobs out and i was like that's pretty cool i want to be able to do that and so i just like faked it till i made it <laughs> you know and just took you know and uh, did you have a sense of freedom i it was i think if i did it now it would be different because i'm a different mindset than i was then but then i was doing a lot of like i'm totally fine with this but in my head i was like my boobs are out <laughs> <laughs> But I had to, I pretend I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just free like that, you know, but I really wasn't in my head. I was yeah. freaking out. Wrapping up that conversation. I have a closet full of clothes that I cannot bring myself to get rid of that. I know I will never wear because in my mind, when I bought Bingo. them, it was changing my style. And now I just stick with you know pants, uh, black pants and a t-shirt for the most part. Yep. Um, but anytime yep. I try to clean that out, there's still this idea one day, one day I'm going to do that. And when I do try to do it, you go outside and I swear that people sense it. They know like that guy, that guy does not have the confidence needed to pull this off. And I feel like everyone is staring and giving me looks. I d I've done the same thing. I've been trying to clean my back closet for years and I've done it in little sporadic 
like I'll get rid of five things, six things, 10 things. And I did it again last week. I was like, if I can't get any work done, I'm just going to clean the closet and I'm going to empty out both closets and just get rid of all the stuff I'm never going to wear. And I'm looking and I, I have a shirt that has LED lights in the shape of a UFO. And I'm like, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to wear this, but I couldn't throw it away and I couldn't donate it. And then no. during coronavirus, like you, Greg, I have purchased three more pairs of black Levi's just because I'm bored. I'm like, I'll stock up right now, make sure I have enough black pants to wear every single day. And as I'm cleaning my closet, I found three brand new pairs of black Levi's (laughs) that I had bought before. And I was like, God, now I'm I'm a weirdo. Now I'm Steve Jobs. How often are you wearing pants? before? Nothing. I don't wear anything now. Since coronavirus started, I've worn pants twice. I only stay dressed. I sleep in the shirts that I wear during the day. In case there's an earthquake? Well, I just don't own any pajamas of any sort. And uh, it's something that Autumn can't stand. It drives her crazy that I just keep... He hangs out at like 8 p.m. with his jeans and his belt on. And the wallet in my pocket. You're nuts. That's like a woman keeping her bra on until all times of the night. Rip that bra off. It's it's fine. I also... also, (laughs) I don't... I tend not to close the curtains... I live in New York, so you know there's people right across the way, and that guy's looking in. I know people are trying to look in for a show because I do the same thing. Yeah. Those, yeah. I have his binoculars somewhere. Oh, yeah. we've turned off the light and gotten your binoculars out and peeked into somebody yeah. else's window. You turn off have the lights so they can't see you. Oh, we have seen people have sex. Really? Yeah. Well, the stereotypical, if you go, I mean, the stereo, maybe it's not stereotypical, but I have witnessed going into someone's apartment in New York, and they have a telescope. Like, what's that <laughs> what i mean doing? there's a big fancy telescope sitting right by the window i'm a stargazer yeah, yeah. And light pollution you know yeah yeah, no, yeah. No yeah. Stars. i'm gonna look up at the stars i gotta say though i was i was doing a shoot downtown la and we were on the roof of one of the buildings and it is i've never been in that situation where you're looking at a wall of windows and people are in there and i was mesmerized oh, like yeah, just amazing. like mesmerized at people just sitting eating sitting watching tv and i was i like, mean it's wow. rear window yes 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 yeah i love in the suburbs when you drive around at night and people leave their like their living room big window open yep. and you can just see yep. into their house what are yep. they doing yep i would walk around hollywood all the time and just look in people's apartments yeah and just go what is up with that guy like why is he sitting on the couch Why'd like a 75 year old no, but I honestly would just go like, there's a 75-year-old man sitting on the couch watching TV at two in the afternoon. Like, what's his story? Did he come here to be a, an actor and it just didn't happen? And it's, I mean, and I know a lot of those people too, but it's its like, wow, you're still here. You're still here. I mean, I think about that quite often with New York, obviously. People come here, some people to act and for yeah. various other reasons. Um, but there's this, superiority i feel if people move here and leave i'm like eh, you couldn't make it you yeah. couldn't cut it yeah um but the truth is really why would you choose to live in this hellhole if you didn't have <laughs> something great going on but for me it's like i'm never gonna leave i'm not gonna be one of those people i'm staying until i'm dead until i you know you have the the bend in your back where you can't straighten it and you're yeah. walking at a 90 degree angle and you have Goliosis. to go upstairs to the subway backwards else your center of gravity will cause you to tumble so i'll be that person i'm not leaving <laughs> But you know what? I get it as far as I really do get L.A. and New York because I'm not an actor, but I, I have no plans to leave here. And aside from traffic, this is a great place to be. 
and New York, like there is really something special about it. Like when you're, when you just want to go get food at 11 o'clock at night. And I mean, aside from the COVID stuff, but there is just really something energizing about it and having all those people around and stuff. It's, it's, it's a good thing, man. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and on this week's show, we have uh, our second guest ever. And Autumn, I will let you introduce him because you are completely in love with him. <laughs> and I, I, it, rightly so. I will say that. And this isn't me trying to stroke his ego or anything because you send me videos and it's the content that he creates. And uh, I, I, I enjoy it. I feel like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an admirer of the content he produces. Uh, it's very relatable. Uh, I really like listening to it. Uh, we have Mike Carano. I'm honored that you would say that, those things. And uh, who was the first guest? Lucky Yates. Uh, he's on Archer. He plays Dr. Okay. Krie- Krieger. Good one. Krieger. Yeah. Good so one. He, uh, we've known him for a billion years. We knew him when he was, you know, broke. Unlucky <laughs> Yates. So, I, I, yeah, I, so I, second guest. I will say this, Mike, before we get into the show and you introduce your topic. Um, at first, I thought Autumn was just trying to use you to get to Dr. Drew because she's <laughs> obsessed okay. with Dr. Drew. I am. Should a, I a, call him right now? Because he's home. Yes. Don't, don't dangle that out there. Don't yeah. Do that. <laughs> but it's authentic. What I'm saying is I, I that's just me being cynical. Then I came to realize that that wasn't the case. I'll yeah, call Dr. him if you, guys, if you guys want to loop him in. Stop no, it. No, no, I want to focus Stop. on you and have you on the Greg, show. what are you doing? Shut your mouth. I'm not. <laughs> He's like <laughs> three thousand times smarter than I am. What's his email address? I'm going to invite him to the thing. All right. So, Mike, what is your topic for a show? The way this works, when we have a guest on the show, the guest introduces the topic, and that is what we talk about. Okay. I'm sort of looking forward to your opinions on this topic because I did no research and I've got no opinion. That's not true. I did a little bit. <laughs> I was having a conversation with a friend a few nights ago, like maybe a week ago, and I said, you know what I really think is the greatest thing in Star Trek? It's that little machine that the doctor would have that he'd wave over you and it would heal whatever you had, even if it was a heart condition. And she goes, no, the transporter is the greatest thing ever. And she goes, you could transport yourself anywhere. And then I started obsessing. I was laying in bed thinking about the transporter and what would come of the world if we could actually move ourselves from one place to another instantly. And I was filled with joy for about one minute. And then all of the negatives came in and my negative bias in my brain flipped on. And it's the worst idea I think that could ever happen to mankind ever, ever, ever. If you could be taken apart like Mike TV and Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory and be transported somewhere else and put back together. So the way this started, you said there was some joy at first. Let's just start there. What was the joy you initially felt? Imagine places you want to visit. Traveling is one of the great joys in life, a great way to expand your mind, a great way to see other places, a great way to do things. But the biggest deterrent to that, obviously, is the time it takes to get there and the cost. But it's really the time because there's so many days I went, I would like to be sitting on the edge of the volcano in Death Valley right now, but I don't really want to drive seven hours one way sit on the edge of the volcano and then get home at three in the morning, which I've done probably 40 times, but it's that time. And imagine, well, this is kind of a negative part. I don't want to jump ahead to the negative, but at first I thought, 
how cool would it be to go, hey, let's have lunch in Hawaii tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then the truth is we'd show up in Hawaii and there would be 5,000 other people there that <laughs> wanted to have lunch in Hawaii at the same time. And it would be a catastrophe. It would be a catastrophe. And then I started thinking about the perimeters and Okay, maybe it was like an airport type situation where you had to go to an official oh, place you had to like and you make could a reservation. Only, yeah, and there was a cost to it, which would make it more reasonable. Because the worst thing that could ever happen is that anyone can do it anytime because crime would run amok. Someone would just show up right now and go, I'm taking that computer, bye, and disappear. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, who do I call? But the other thing that would happen, because I have often thought, I would like to beam myself into that person's house just to check it out, just to look around. So people would be coming in, just, you'd be getting ready for bed and they'd be like, I'm just looking around. Then they disappear and you'd have no record, no punishment. But I do love the idea of just going, how about this idea? Oh my God. I was going to say Mount Everest, which by the way, would probably have 500 people on top of it every hour. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just going to go to the top and check it out. But what if you could just, what if they say, hold your breath, and they put you on the moon for like 30 seconds. You look around and then they bring you back. How cool would that be? So have you thought about, uh, so into the negatives, well, yeah. are there other, po- I don't want to go too much into the negatives. Well, the moon thing quickly, I would like to, if you didn't have the suit, you got to have it. You'll get the radiation. No, you hold your breath. I you don't need the radiation, suit. The radiation. Oh yeah, there's radiation from the sun. Mm. Would, there's a, also it, it undermines. Uh, yeah, for 30 seconds, you probably could handle it. Buzz Aldrin's still alive, right? Yeah. Man, that would really piss him off. Because that's one thing he gets to hold on to and still rub yeah. in people's faces. I've been, you know what? You haven't. I don't mean to name drop. I, I'm, I won't name drop. <laughs> I kind of know Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up if I see him again. I haven't seen him for like six months. And there was that time that, uh, well, yeah, I don't want you to have to talk about Buzz. I <laughs> just think about the time he punched someone in the face when yeah. the, the moon oh, yeah. the hoax, which I can really appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me just, I'll tell you, if you ever see Buzz Aldrin, you're going to know it's Buzz Aldrin. Because he's always got a NASA hat on. He's got a T-shirt with a giant picture of the moon on. He's got <laughs> NASA suspenders. He's like that There's... guy from the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> always like Mike I'm, Love. I'm, yeah, what's his name? <laughs> well, Mike Love always wears a hat. Okay. The singer. Yeah, yeah. You can always but, you always know that guy's from the Beach Boys. I'd flaunt that too because yeah, of course. I've always thought about if you were one of the astronauts that went to the moon, even if you weren't Apollo Eleven. You're never topping that. That is the pinnacle of your life. Never You're topping not do it. Anything greater than that. So yep. either you fall into a depression when you get back, realizing it's like, all right, well, I've peaked. They all do. Or you just they all do. Flaunt it. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy that was that, that's the twin that was in the the um uh the International Space Station for the year. He's a real miserable guy now back on Earth. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Because they came back and they compared the dna with his twin yeah and his dna was changed it had mutated oh wow yeah wow. but his brother is this sort of like jovial guy he had to, because they're twins the brother now was committed for you know like the next 12 years of getting testing Tested, done every yeah. six weeks and stuff yeah. and having to go it's yeah. crazy but uh yeah his brother was this kind of like jovial guy and the the one that went into space came back and he like divorced his wife he lives uh, alone. they all do every he, one of them does yeah. they all yeah. become um, alcoholics and I can't say all, but most, because there is I'm, no way to live up to that after. Imagine if you were the astronauts in 69 or whenever the first moon landing was, was it 69 or before or it doesn't matter, but it was a long time ago, but imagine moon landing. you came back, you were the most famous people 
in the country by far. And then you're never going back. You're never going back. Put that, that sort of experience on top of someone who would be someone who would go to the moon, right? With that, like, I'm going to go to Dr. Drew land where it's like, if you're a test pilot, right, you're getting that thrill uh, that whatever motivation in your brain lit up. But if you're not getting that, then you're going to drink instead. Yeah. Well, Neil, Neil Armstrong had something going on with him because he was so stoic and showed zero emotion. And I think the reason they chose him to go on the moon first before Buzz was because Buzz was um, a little outrageous. Like, all right, if he's the first yeah. one on the moon, we'd rather have Neil be the first. And obviously Buzz is going to get plenty of attention at that point. But uh, yeah. he got a friggin' yeah. Pixar character named after him. With with I because Neil was also a civilian. He wasn't even actually in the military. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, no, he was a straight up civilian. Uh, he was an engineer, um, but yeah, his whole demeanor was just like, I don't know, I'll just do it. The job. The, tra- the trauma done. of that entire experience for everybody is unthinkable. And I don't, I, maybe trauma is too strong a word, but the fact that they had different crews and no one knew who was going until. Oh yeah. The la- you know what I mean? So you're training, mm-hmm. training, training. I'm going to be a guy on the moon. I'm going to be the guy on the moon. And they're like, no, nope, these three guys are going. You're just like, what? What? Yeah, now what? Yeah, yeah. Now what? Do I go and be an engineer in an office? I was training to go <laughs> yes. to the fucking moon. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know who's got a great bit about it that I'm not going to repeat is Brian Regan. Oh, yeah? It's the best stand-up bit ever about the moon landing. You have to do your own research. Yeah, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, come on, people. We're with, not going to do all the work. We're not going to insert a clip right with, now of Brian Regan. We're not editing that in. With teleportation, though. Yeah, if you're going to go <laughs> nice to the job. moon, well, I'm I'm thinking about the logistics of it. Um, oh need, yeah, there's problems. Well, do you need the coordinates to get to the moon, or can you just think about where you want to go and that's where you actually go? Um, well, coordinates is not even half the problem. It's that we're you know shooting through space. We're spinning. There's a lot of stuff going on to our molecules right now. That when if you just you know um, sort of evaporate or whatever, vaporize that and put it somewhere else. It's going to be like, yeah, if a like comet goes a right through you, <laughs> yeah. hey, sorry, shooting a piece of spa- Skylab. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, here's oh a, th- God, now so I'm space. not smart enough to understand it, but I looked up teleportation and the research that's been done on it. And the best I can put it in layman's terms is there are thousands or millions of trillions of atoms. And it was a number I didn't recognize, but it's way more than trillions of atoms And they're all in a specific, they call it an angle to each Mm. other. Exactly. And so you would need to disassemble those atoms and then reassemble them. And the reassembling them is by far the most difficult part. And scientists have moved two atoms, just two, from one place to another. But the problem is they are utterly destroyed when they arrive at the other side. So it seems to be a long way off. Thank God. And even if you could do it, I was thinking about this. If you could reassemble, would it still be you at that point? Because we have no clue what consciousness is. Well, that's one of the so theories. If you rip apart is, your own consciousness and you put it, is it even you at that point? That's okay. one of the. That's one of the um, the uh, uh, theories that the, that they're trying to sort of work through. Where if you're teleporting, are you just making a copy of all of your atoms in yeah. the perfect, you know, put back together way? Um, with all of your memories and all of your information in your brain, but the person that disappeared is the real you. And so are you dead? Because when you step into that teleportation thing, 
for you, the person you, the original you, you see the bright light and the lights go out, right? You see like the weird, you know, and then mm -hmm. the lights go out and then you appear. I love that we all agree on what happens when it happens, but it doesn't really... <laughs> Of course, you see the light, and then you see your body dematerialize. I and... assume there would be a light. You would stand in a circle. <laughs> there better on be a, a light. There'd be a guy. He would say, "You know, we're ready," and he push something, and then you, and then you would appear somewhere else. But that person wouldn't really be you. It would be some the copy of you with all of your memories. And so, for all intents and purposes, it would be you, but not really you. But so, did, oh, you would guys... you be dead? Are you dead at that point? Yeah. Did you even exist in the first place? Yeah, Ugh, that's the whole thing. Are we uh, all just brains in glass beakers with wires sticking out? Oh, did I you guys watch Westworld? I have yes. not watched it, but because it's sort of what you said, Autumn is sort of similar to that. Like, are they them? Oh, right. Like, is it that? Like, if you become a robot with your conscience, is it you or is it a robot with you? And it was an interesting point to that series for me until the second season which ruined it for me but i know i couldn't keep going yeah i couldn't keep going with that because i had to always watch a youtube companion thing oh yeah me too. oh my god <laughs> are you kidding me i immediately found podcasts that just yeah. break down there were two hour podcasts that break down an hour show and they did a bonus podcast for everyone to actually finish breaking it down and i was, I was obsessed like, this, too much. For a while. this show's too much work i can't, yeah. I can't do this yeah. Yeah, it took me like eight episodes to figure out it was a timeline. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I would have never figured it out. Even at the end, no. I would have been like, I don't understand it. <laughs> and I wouldn't remember what happened from last week. I'd be like, wait, who's that? What? I don't know. Yep. Anyway. Yep. But it's an but interesting yes, thing. Right. Like, yeah. what is you? Like, what is you? This is where we're getting into philosophy. And the well, idea it's, that, that it's the brain and it's a, you're, you're a, you're a, a, a uh, a sp you're in a meat spacesuit. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Well, I think about locked-in syndrome when people have strokes, and apparently their brains are still functioning exactly as our brains are functioning right now. And you realize at that point that you're nothing more than something in your brain. You're a brain and who has control of limbs. Yep. At this, I cannot point, believe that you away. brought that up because you just made a rush of thoughts go through my head that I've been thinking about forever, which is. <laughs> I had this, I don't want to call it a theory, but I had this feeling animals can do everything we can do, but they don't have the capacity. And so they are driven insane with, they know how to fix things. They know things and they're just stuck in this animal limitation body. And they don't you know, you're talking to your guy like, Hey, how Mr. Fluffers, how are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> I can speak like a normal, you know, but they can't. So it's just constant sense of frustration. And if you just gave a cat a thumb. An yep. opposable yeah. thumb. Yeah, point. a keyboard. And they yeah. would be building bridges mm -hmm. and the internet. Really comes down to that, an advanced brain. And they would have cute, you know, human videos instead of cute cat videos. Oh, here's a cute human <laughs> playing the piano. He's oh, terrible, but it's adorable. It's so cute. Look at that grumpy one. No. What do you guys think about, what, how, what do you think would happen? How would you like to teleport? Like, where would you like to go? And... There's the per perverted side of me that would go to a locker room and watch people get naked. <laughs> yeah. In an 80s movie? <laughs> or, I like that. That's the best you could come up with is a locker room. You could go right into someone's bedroom. That's just be really quiet. And a locker room when you're actually in one is full of women that you yeah. don't really want to see yeah. naked. Yeah. Uh, maybe well, you watched Porky's too many times. Yeah. But even they had to be sneaky, I guess. 
I'd still want to be sneaky. I wouldn't want to be seen, but you could get in and out pretty quickly. And by the way, um, you could uh, probably get a lot of naked people to be really inter- interested in you just because you have the teleporting machine. Oh, if you're oh. the you probably don't have to sneak around. Sure. If this isn't. Hey, do you want to have dinner in Paris? Uh, I'd like to, but and all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. Now oh. show me your naked body. But that's mm-hmm. you. So you're the only person with this technology. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. at that point. That's, that but is not a bad one. The negatives go away at that point, right? Oh, of course. all negatives in life go away if I'm the only person doing everything. Yes. All negatives go away. I'm the only one with a car. I'm the only one that can do this. I'm the only one that can do that. Hey, believe me, I'd like to be the only person with a podcast. <laughs> I'd love it. I don't know, though, because you have to have you have to have the uh, pain for the pleasure. And I'd also have no listeners because people would be like, I'm not listening to that guy's stupid fake radio show on the Internet. <laughs> yeah. what's you, you have to have the competition. You have to have the struggle to enjoy yeah. it. You have to question yourself after you record and think, why the hell am I doing this? Who do I think I am? Yeah. I, I do that every time I, I make a podcast. That hits know, every but aren't time. You driven? I feel so driven to share, you know, my stupid thoughts on pizza. You know, I don't know why I'd like I to have to hear those thoughts. Time. I wish that was the topic. There is a topic on pizza. You know what topic I thought of after the teleportation one mm-hmm. that I wish I would have done? But uh, I want to still talk about teleportation because I think there's, I, I think what a, what a just pure joy it would be if we could just go places and not, by the way, I think hotels would be almost done because why would I stay, if I was going somewhere oh, you a can vacation just resort back to your own bed yeah, yeah 11 o'clock oh, yeah. at night i'm i'm gonna turn in and i'm back in bed and then i come back in the morning for breakfast and guess what i have to go to the bathroom i'm just going home i'm going home <laughs> yeah. i know my bathroom i'm not gonna go back to my room or to the bar or that's actually one of the greatest things i think come of it is just yeah. teleporting right back to your own bathroom yeah <laughs> oh my yeah. god i would live in a motorhome in a heartbeat if i could do that yeah oh yeah in a heartbeat so in, I have to be. Would you then teleport? Could you teleport anything? Can you teleport know, items be, and things? Because I thought about that too. Could imagine, you teleport the shit out of your body, so you didn't even well, use just it. Well, just imagine. You know what? What if you missed and got like your heart, like ah, <laughs> tragedy? <laughs> Whoopsie. I don't want to think about the technical aspect, like the coordinates, like Greg brought up. I'm like, <laughs> that's too hard. Because I did think about that. I thought about what if you were willy nilly in your teleportation. And you teleported in to rob a bank, but you accidentally dropped yourself in in the glass. Yes, and it was just cut you in half. Yes, that's it. That would be a that would that's the like you said that's the technical part of it. Yeah, there would have you have to when we're going into this topic, you have to just assume that like all the weird kinks, like I was saying about like the Earth and the the rotation and the flying through space, like all of those things have to be put aside because yeah. that would just have to be well. Whatever this thing is that gives us the te- the ability to teleport has worked out the exact way to make yeah. fix all of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe. But yeah, if you can teleport objects. And well, things... imagine what that would do to shipping. How much easier it would be to get stuff. That was, that was on my list. Also, you couldn't lie to people when it was their birthday and you hadn't gotten yep. them a gift. And oh, sorry, it's late. It's the you know FedEx yeah. is dragging their feet because yeah. if you could teleport it directly to them, that excuse yeah. is out the window. And yeah, yeah, FedEx. UPS mail, those services aren't needed anymore. A lot of things would go away. You're talking about uh, air travel. That's gone. Unless, again, 
as you already stated, we don't have access to the technology, so they just kind of alter their business model. And then at that point, is there different classes of teleportation? Yes. Well, because think about Star Trek. Like that just became the norm. But every time they beamed down to like Earth, which happened often, no one there was teleporting. So was it just their secret or oh, was it like Federation? an elite? Yeah. Well, like, other, but no, other people could teleport, right? But on Earth, people would get into a shuttle and fly places like in those old, in the original Star Trek series. They would be in line and get on like what looked like a subway and it would fly off or they would, the people were walking everywhere. Yeah. It did seem like like the people on planets weren't teleporting around the planet. Never. It was just to get from space to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great use of it because the distances in space, though they had that technology, but they were still in the, the enterprise. So they didn't really even need that. Well, they couldn't teleport. The way that they had their technology was like you had to stand on the thing and get you know yeah glittery in the show. there's also <laughs> but throughout the course of the plan, show but throughout the course of the show including the first and the second series they actually evolved it a lot because in the second series they brought in the guy who invented it and they talked about how long it used to take and then they mm. couldn't ship stuff and then they had to put filters on it so you didn't bring bacteria back from other planets and they mm. kind of went into it yeah, that is a, another thing. You would bring bacteria back and then infect yeah, everyone. Yeah, where'd you come from? New York. Oh, God. <laughs> COVID. These days, COVID. Yeah. where'd you come from? Earth? It's like, oh, God. Yeah. I was yeah, in uh, China. Earth, I was just in China picking something up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're talking about teleportation outside of COVID, but right now with all the travel restrictions, could you even stop people from going places? Because Never. people don't even want to wear masks. It's my constitutional hey. right to teleport. Yeah. <laughs> hey how about this what would you rather do teleport or time travel well i was gonna i was wondering if teleporting could mix with time travel like if, if teleporting exists does that mean that i, you I so want a scientist travel? to listen to this conversation because i'm with you too i'm like <laughs> of course they mix obviously i know nothing and didn't pay attention ever but well, it seems like they mix they're in I think technically yeah you can teleport. You can also apparently teleport to different dimensions if you want. Oh, yeah. So then that goes back to our conversation previously. You come across a different version of yourself and who's the real version of you. Yeah. Maybe it's only a oh. 2D version. If you- I've given the time travel thing some thought. And I, the first thing that comes to mind is I would wear a bulletproof vest. Just be, you know, because there's a lot of places I want to go, go where I wouldn't be the tough guy. Pretty much everywhere, I mean, but I mean, I want to go back to an original Western saloon and I can see myself getting shot in one minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Funny over there. Bam. But then also <laughs> blowing people's minds. When oh, with my iPhone? Well, yeah. <laughs> but when you have the No, you can't do that stuff. The bulletproof vest, they shoot yeah. you and nothing happens. Yeah. And then that would blow people's oh, minds. Oh, then you're a god. An iPhone, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that happened in Western days, but maybe. An iPhone one person. wouldn't work. I always used to think of Teddy Ruxpin going back to like the medieval days. Someone transports a Teddy and they would it, either rip it apart oh. immediately or worship it. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. But wouldn't it be, you? It would, it would end up in your death. If I brought my phone back and shot video of a guy yelling at me and then turned it around and showed him the video, he would take this out of my hand and shoot me dead immediately. But then he'd take it and he would use it and impress other people with it. Yeah, and then he would shoot the phone when it didn't work on the battery died. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't. Th- I I think um, 
I don't, I, I wonder how many people, I wonder if you could, I've thought about ways, uh, like things on dating sites and how there should be different questions on dating sites. And maybe this should be a question. Like, would you teleport or tra- uh, time travel to the past or the future? Because I feel like it might say something about who you are. Because I don't think I want to see the future, really. I don't think I want to see the future either, because I don't think it's going to live up to what we think it is. For, no. Because for me... Think about I'm, what people thought about 2020 in the yeah, 60s. Yeah. And when I was a kid, for sure, flying cars were five years away. And that was in the 70s. Yeah. And, that, you know, I see flying cars on the internet now, and I'm like, no, no one's going to drive that. It's a helicopter. No. no. People can't drive on the ground. Yeah. 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 The past... You, the I think I'm a dud when it comes to time travel, though, because the first couple of places I think I would go are to things I already went to. Oh, like there's <laughs> shows like and Netflix. stuff I saw, this and I want to like go a back. Netflix game, yeah, right. <laughs> like, am I going to watch something new on Netflix, or am I just going to keep watching The Office? I'm going to teleport back to a time that I was there, and I remember I'd like yeah. to see that again. There's a comfort in that. Yeah. yeah, there is. Like you said, the person you who watches The Office over and over. <laughs> Is because there's something comforting or a person who watches a movie over and over. Yeah. I think I would probably do the same thing when I travel. Like, for example, I've been to London four times and I just go do the same things. I go to the places I was before. It's like, oh, that place is still there. I've been here. I'm comfortable with this place. Yeah. Instead of really exploring, I'll go out a little bit more. But there's something that I enjoy about that. Going do you go back. there for work or for fun? Um, it was a couple of times for work and then a couple of times for fun. Uh, but yeah, I tend to go to the same places and like to see that they're still there. I would definitely be embarrassed by my time machine choices because it would just point out how uneducated I am. Like, where'd you go? Well, the best I could come up with was the Beatles. Oh yeah. I mean, that would be good, but you know, people would be like, but you could have seen Abraham Lincoln. You could have seen, you could have done. And I'd be like, what's yeah, Abraham Lincoln going to do? He's going to stand there and he's going to say something you're like, oh, yeah. his voice was kind of high. And you're like, all right, I'm out of here. No, he was gay. i come back breaking news everybody (laughs) i have a time i forgot i were the only person with the tele with the time travel ability okay yeah well it would kill wouldn't it kill you inside to not share it oh yeah what if there was a prerequisite that the minute you told someone it went away oh you have the gift of time travel yeah but you can never tell anyone or else the gift is gone yeah this is like a troll yeah Gave you, you met a troll yeah. in the woods and he gave how, you. How would you secret. use it? And I don't, financially, obviously, there's ways, but how would you use it to make for good? Like, how, like, how, what would yeah. you do? Because everything I can think Hitler, of is bad. Right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's like somebody in the future going, I'm going to go back and kill Trump. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. Surrounded <laughs> by people with guns. No, you're not. Right. Well, even if you went back, there's the that theory that's the hypothetical situation. Would you kill baby Hitler? I, was like, I, don't, I don't think yeah. I really did. Could you kill a baby? I know um, it's going to be Hitler, but could you kill the baby? Also, just Dana- killing in general, the way people talk about it. Like, it's such an easy yeah. thing to do. It's like, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. You, can't get, you can't get to him. It's like he was, didn't have, people didn't have access to Hitler. Well, even if you did have <laughs> access, taking a human life, people just yeah. nonchalantly. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. Dana Gould, this great comic Dana Gould has a bit about that, about how he would Dana go Gould. back in time. And he would take baby Manson and kill baby Hitler with baby Manson. And he goes, <laughs> sure. It would look weird at the time. Like, believe me, these are really bad babies as he's hitting baby Hitler with baby Manson. Yeah, he would be in, yeah, in some sort of asylum, you know. You would just be a psycho up. that killed a baby. 
Right. But then, you know, however many years it takes. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, no. You're out of there. You can't prove yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Yeah. Today we learn about the crazy person who used to kill babies. For good. Yeah. For yeah, good, he for said. For the good of mankind. Not- I had a list wow, of this criteria. Had, the criteria had to be matched. And once, uh, you know, all points were met, then I would go back in time and I would kill that baby. You could be, <laughs> you could be the, uh, you have to, you have to make a huge deal about it though. I'm going back to kill the baby. I want everyone to remember what's happening now. And then tomorrow when you wake up, you'll see it's different. And I'm the guy that changed it. But then, then, but if the world changes because yeah, there's no memory never happened, those people have no clue what you actually changed. I hate this time machine idea. I know. This is terrible. Let's say the second you do the job of killing baby Hitler with baby Manson, then you tell, or you teleport time travel, whatever back to your current time. It's going to be a different world. How would you know then that you wouldn't teleport yourself into a table? Yeah, <laughs> because well, it's also going to be a different world. It'd be a totally like it might different be worse. world. It might be worse. Yes. Everyone you knew would be someone different. Also, if you were just So going you really home. are a martyr if you're going to do something like that. And if you were just hey. going home, you could teleport into your home from before you left, but it's no longer your home because exactly. the history is like just changed. The now where your home was was a volcano. Or okay. Something. But what about, how about this question? You go back and you kill baby Hitler. And then you come back to your time. Everything's different. Do you still have guilt? Like I'm a murderer. Or do you just go, no one knows about it. No one's going to know. Do you just live with it? Oh, I think that you probably can't get the image of killing a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And the sad image on baby Hitler's mom's face while you're killing baby Hitler. You're like, you have to remind yourself, like, I did it for mankind. I, I got to say that when I think of baby Hitler, it seems cute, like a little baby with a mustache. <laughs> he always had that mustache. Did you need to kill him, though? Could you have gone back and oh. helped his art career? You know what? <gasps> yes. Not Bought- a bad idea. Yes. Not that a is how bad you do idea. It. You go back to when he's like the, you know, in his 20s, early 20s. And you buy, buy his some art. Of his- yes. yes. Or you go back and you become like a father figure to him. Yes. Right, because I think his dad was shitty. Right, so okay. That's and a that's a know. leap. If you went back as a I think Jew, dad was shitty or something. If you went back, my as guess a- is Hitler's parents weren't the best. Yeah, <laughs> we tried our best with our son. Well, I was thinking if you go back as a Jew and then you buy his art, maybe yeah. Oh. At that point, yeah. Oh, and you really like you're taking him out to lunches. You're his best mm-hmm. friend. You can but really then, influence him on how he feels about the Jews. But, but then, then wouldn't have, somebody else just, you know, who knows? You'd have no Israel at this point because Israel's land was taken. Like here, the Holocaust, you can have a place to live. <gasps> this you is think- too much of a weight on my shoulders, by the way. <sighs> to be the person who does this? Well, it's just, I don't, you know what? I don't want to be responsible for it's a lot that of- much change. I think you have to go back as just an observer. You can't you can't correct the mistakes of the past. Yeah. You have I to just watch. By the way, I'm see. sure historians and you guys might be historians for all I know, but I'm sure somebody would sit here and go Hitler, you could go back farther and kill way worse people and change the whole course of the plan. I mean, Oh I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't know, maybe go back to Roman times and change things or maybe mm-hmm. I'm sure some like some shit was going down in Egypt that wasn't cool. 
You could hang out there and really police that place. Pretty I sure guess. there was some shit going down that wasn't you know? cool to us. No, it was not cool. I think not okay. I think you just get overwhelmed if you actually if you, <laughs> yeah. if you put in the work and you studied where you wanted to go and you realized that humanity was just shitty throughout history. Like I yeah. don't know yeah. where to begin. That's what we're learning is that yeah. humanity is beautiful but also shitty. And so we have to just continue. It's it's that Zen thing, right? Like suffering, yeah. you know, there is suffering and this is just the way it is. And we can't it's, go back and correct that. But maybe we could just, you know, time travel to take a peek at a dinosaur. It's definitely giving me a genuine sense of gratitude right now because I realize how easy we have life. Like we really do. Yeah. Like right now. We don't now, have the weight on our shoulders fine. to have to kill baby Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> no, compared to the way, yeah, the way people have lived through. Just even now, I was watching a video, the shit that's going on in China, in uh, West China, where they're imprisoning the Muslim population there. And there was a guy who'd become a model. Like he'd gone to the cities in East China and he started a modeling career, but he didn't look completely Chinese. And they told him to lean into, he wasn't European, like tell people you're half European. But then for whatever reason, because maybe his uncle... Uh, was leading some protests, but then his uncle went to the Netherlands. They punished him. And at some point he got his iPhone while he's in the cell shackled to his bed. And this propaganda is playing around the prison yard that he puts the phone up uh, to the window. And it's like, this is going on right now. Yeah. So, you know, these people have these kind of lives and yeah, I sit here and by the way, I struggle. I, I, that's, I struggle with that in my head. Like how can I enjoy my life when there's so much bad stuff going on? And it's not like I'm this Mr. You know, great loving guy. It's just, I really have a problem. I, I really do. Like I, there was, I mean, I got a, a loaner car a couple of weeks ago and they gave me a Porsche and I felt weird driving up to Seven Eleven to get like a Hershey bar and stuff when there's homeless people everywhere. And yeah. I really genuinely felt weird. I felt like this just doesn't feel, it wasn't my car. But I was like, this feels creepy, man, that I'm just blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go home and sit in the air conditioner, eat my Hershey bar and then watch YouTube videos. I was thinking when I, you know, we were talking about teleportation, which is the topic. But if you teleported and there was first class, just conventional air travel as it exists now, once for work, we flew first class and uh, the boarding was behind the first class zone. A lot of times, you know, it's in front and then the people have to walk through and the people in first class are sitting there and they love the yeah, fact yeah. in my mind, they love the fact that you have to walk past them and they'll glance up. But this was behind the first class. So when we were deplaning, one of the attendants held everyone back in coach with their arm out. So the first class people, and like, I just felt this over. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Oh, no, this is this is through work and because we're traveling with all this film gear and you know the baggage cost actually would have cost more to fly coach and no one you know I yeah. over explain yourself because yeah just even that rug they put out I got to tell you man oh, I've always I know. boarding I've yeah I've looked at the prices for first class a lot of my adult life and thought I will never do this it's literally 3 or 4 or 5 times the amount and then I had a work situation too where everything was first class and the first trip I went, I will always do that if I can afford I can't. I can't. Let me just stay for the record. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, I'm never not flying first class if I can afford it. I, got, I arrived so much more relaxed than oh, on a regular yeah. flight. I, and I met everyone in first class. Really? I met everybody. Oh, yeah. Lottery. Yes. Is there? Yeah. Like, aren't we the best? 
Those yeah. rubes in the back can't have these. <laughs> yeah. It does exist. Yeah. And those those rugs though, and they're sometimes uh, Yeah, those red carpets they put the red carpet, for the first class. And then there's the blue carpet and there's yeah. a stanchion. And when they're done boarding first class, they just close off that lane and you just have to walk on the other rug. It's like, <laughs> and I, yeah. I, would, I would What stomp. is this psychology? I would like we need to make rug. you guys feel like shit. People because you can't afford it. Well, yeah. Yeah, because a company car didn't pay for it or whatever. People are they like that. They like being set apart somehow. And they feel as though they've spent a lot of money. Lord, like you said, yeah. often their business has spent a lot of money and that's why it's priced so outrageously anyway. I'm so with you, Greg, on the I would want to announce to everybody, I didn't pay for this. This is to work. <laughs> like I'll literally you. show you guys how much money I have in the bank. I'm one of you. <laughs> Please. And then, you know, like if teleportation, I, I try to get us back on topic. It's a good uh, job. It could eliminate that. That would go away unless there were different ways you could teleport. And if it hurt when you got ripped apart and teleported. Oh, my God. Month, but you paid the extra money to have the first class treatment. Yeah. <laughs> this one, it doesn't feel. And you're guaranteed to come back as you. There's a risk with the other one. 75% chance you come back as you, but 25% chance. Or you might get mixed with somebody else who is also oh. teleporting at the same time. Oh. Like the I fly. love. You know what? That was a perfect example. You might get hurt. Like it hurts to teleport, but first class <laughs> they've eliminated as much as they can, but it costs yeah. 10 times more. Yeah. And then they have so many, you know, airlines now with the basic, most basic, you can't even pick your seat. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you can get there instantaneously, but it's going to yeah. hurt a lot more. They make it hurt more. Just like like removing the carpet. You can't walk on the first class carpet. How about We're the idea of a cheaper. pod that they, they put you in a, like a, coma oh like, like you're going to new york Chris pratt and what's her face but they just knock you out for five yeah. hours and they wake up and you get there and you're like oh that was nothing i like that is that movie passengers yeah where they're oh, all they did, someone did that well yeah, they, were, it was a... they were traveling to colonize another planet but it was like a very long trip and they were all put to sleep in these comas and these but for some reason they both woke up he woke yeah. up and then he woke her up because he's a selfish prick any, I, yeah. I don't think you guys are old enough for this, but when I was a kid, my dad let me watch the first Planet of the Apes, Ooh. and that's what they do. They put right. him in pods, and the woman dies because her pod leaked. But my favorite part as an adult watching that movie, as I have many times, is Charlton Heston is smoking a cigar in the spacecraft <laughs> and just sets it on the dashboard and then gets in his pod for like the two-year journey. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves a burning cigar on the dashboard. You know, that was back when uh, if you smoked a cigar in real life, then also your character smoked a cigar yeah. because I'm not going to. He's not going to stop smoking. Cigar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of things that drive you crazy, though. Where it's like, no, you left that there or the movie. Who, who didn't close a door you with, were freaking out about? The movie with Will, Will Ferrell where the author is talking to him. What is that one? Oh, um, Stranger Than Fiction? Or yeah, something? at some point he gets back yeah. to the apartment and he goes in and he doesn't close the front door and it drives me crazy. And then you <laughs> have the Home Alone example that you can't stand, Autumn. Me? What is my Home Alone example? The mac and cheese. Oh, he never gets to... Oh my God. He spent so long... It's when he's setting up the house with all the traps and then he, he spends so much time making his you know table beautiful. He's lighting those candles. He sits down with his macaroni cheese dinner and then he doesn't even get to take one bite. He couldn't I take like oh, really quick while that thing, the, the, the chime was ringing. Are those thieves really that on time? Yeah, yeah. Nine o'clock on the dot. 
the closing the door one, when someone goes in in a film or a TV show and they don't lock the door, I'm like, no, no, oh, no. That's not how anyone my... anyone goes in. That. Yeah. Autumn has this aversion to locking her door. Sometimes I don't I... lock my door sometimes. But now I have because you've gotten a media. Like it... Yeah. I don't lock it as much. I don't think it's locked right now. I, wish I can't that... relate to that at all. <laughs> I wish New I York still had those uh, locks where like the arm would come down and go to into a notch in the floor. I love that. Oh, I yeah. love that. I yeah, love no, that. No one's that's like no one's getting in at that point. I stayed in a I stayed in a hotel near Central Park where uh this is so off topic. I'm sorry. My boss said, Do you guys all want to share a suite or do you want your own rooms in a less hotel? And we opted for the Wellington. And it I opened the door to my hotel room and the the little chain lock was halfway across the room like someone kicked the door open and I was like uh oh I took a picture of it I was like ah. as you said before though if if people were teleporting they could just come right in locks wouldn't even yeah work. you would have to lock the space like maybe there's ways I don't know, force field or some other the uh, big business. The big business that would follow would be teleportation proof rooms. Yeah. Like walls. Yeah, some sort of like magnetic something. Yeah. 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 Or maybe you'd just have to set up your apartment. Uh, You know, when people, I know New York, when it was really bad, because I lived in an apartment where there was still a dividing wall, but it was maybe only four feet high between the courtyard of the building I lived in and the courtyard of the building. Behind the main building, there was another building and there was pieces of glass and nail cemented oh my god straight up to keep people from jumping the fence and barbed wire so you'd have to set up your Did you are you that old you lived in the warriors days <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was just left over there was this it was, gang of baseball players out was, in the window still there but i'm thinking that you would have before we got that tele teleportation proof room you'd have yeah. to set these kind of traps if someone did yeah. come in glass yeah. immediately goes into their feet wouldn't we all be like in Wally, and just start to get so big and fat because we never had to ex- like exert ourselves to get anywhere. You know what? I can tell you if if it was an individual thing and I could will myself to go anywhere, it would be pathetic. <laughs> I wouldn't walk to you the enjoy bathroom. walking. I know, but I do now in this current state before teleportation. <laughs> But I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk, I would just teleport everywhere. I, I would teleport out of bed. I would tell, I mean, it would just be nonstop. <laughs> From bed to the couch. It's like, I'm not even going to walk just, at this. I do love the fantasy of it though, of going, Hey, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go. You know, I, I wonder what the Sahara desert is like and just go there and just go, Oh yeah. Wow. Look at that. It's so mass and crazy and not have to take a Range Rover for six hours after a 15 hour flight. And all the costs that you would incur. I love the idea of just going, I've never seen the Eiffel Tower. And then I'm standing underneath it for an hour. And then, okay, it's time to go home and go to bed and just go home. I wonder, though, if you would get as much satisfaction out of it um, without the struggle to get there. Great point. Great point. When you think about travel, when you had to take a ship places months oh my god get there oh like when benjamin franklin went over to france like how long did these yeah. trips take yeah he was really dedicated to going back to france he loved, yeah. women. <laughs> he he loved the ladies well keep in mind also people like him and thomas edison when they traveled they were celebrities so oh, it was probably right. like 
14 days of nonstop unbridled attention. It wasn't right. like us, like sitting on a ship, like going out of our minds, <laughs> like, <laughs> when am I going to get there? And I'm never leaving. It does. But, like- you think about settlers though, too. I mean, oh, we're going out oh, West. Yeah. How long is it going to take? I don't know. Two months, four and months. Are we going to make it? Yeah. I'm not sure. We're going like one mile per hour. My entire family, horses, <laughs> people, kids are dying along the way. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to get there and we're going to build a one room shack in the middle of nowhere. Hopefully it doesn't burn down when the pot belly stove flips over. You know, you, you're traveling with kids and you have to make sure that they're all souped up with iPads and all this activity and snacks and foods and all this stuff. Even if you make it through, you know, the Oregon Trail, once you get there, you're not going to anything. Right. Nope. You're going to a, a piece of land where yep. now you've just spent, like you said, two months through a winter through, you know, you've paid some guy to take you through a pass and you didn't know if you were going to make it. Your friends died, your ox, whatever you get there and there's nothing. Now the dad has to go out and chop trees down and make a fucking log house. How bad so would your life before there was, the, there was the <laughs> right. best option. All right. Yeah, I think it was life. glorified, right? They were like, this is it. This is where you, and, and wasn't it like if you lived there for five years, then it was yours and you owned that land. Yes. So you didn't have to pay well, for it. Yeah, like that Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman movie where people would get a stake and they would just fire a gun and you'd run as fast as you can to the land you wanted and put your stake. And that was yours. Yeah. That was yours. Back then, I guess that was, you know, that's what you had to do. There was no other way to, uh, you you were never, ever going to make enough to have that land. Yeah. There is a sense, you're right though, there's a sense of accomplishment. If you put in a lot of time and a lot of work traveling to get somewhere, even flying now, but you know, before that, something took weeks to get somewhere and you got there and this can go back to the moon. If you could just, even if right. it was technology not available to everyone and there was a risk involved, but it, feel, it feels though teleporting to the moon still would have been cool. At the yeah, time, of course. All that work, a rocket, like just the sheer force of a rocket and the danger, you're just strapped in a capsule on a giant fuel tank. I was like, all right, let's do this. Did you happen to see the documentary Apollo? Uh, wasn't 13, 11 that came out like two years ago? Was that the one that didn't have any interviews? It was just, yeah. 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 Yes. That was amazing, right? Yes. Like just absolutely riveting. And there was no talking really. And it was just footage. And it was like, it just showed the insanity of this thing. I mean, just going up the elevator, I was like, oh my God. I would have quit. I would have like, ah, the and then you're on your back for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. I don't know how anyone did it, but yeah, yeah that's a great documentary and they remastered yeah. the footage. So yeah, it looks really good. That big crawler in the beginning is just like, wow. Like, oh my God. Good film. I saw it in the theater twice. I saw it in the theater too. For, yeah. uh, for another Apollo 11 documentary like that. Yeah, it was different. They did a good job setting that apart and getting you to feel things you probably didn't feel before. I'm after this conversation, I'm starting to feel like I don't think teleportation would be good because I think you said it sort of like it is the journey kind of more than the destination a lot of times. And if, when I go on little mini road trips, it's normally the stuff on the way that's, better right. than me getting somewhere 
especially if you're traveling with somebody, <clears throat> you know, you end up talking about things you find, you, you find little things that then you take with you forever. But mm-hmm. I mean, Not I guess it could be the whole time. I just bring a bunch of 14 year olds with me. They're on TikTok the whole time. I'm like, you guys want to talk about depression? No. (laughs) They have their own little jokes that they're making up, but they're not talking to me. There's always a rush, though. There is. Even if you're driving. I know if you're just running errands, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe even that you can apply this. Like, I'm going to enjoy this journey, but you in LA sitting in traffic three miles on a map, like, oh, it's no big deal, but. Yeah, if you live in and you know what, going back to the time machine now that I'm rethinking this, I would you think you would visit a bunch of times and come back and go? I I think this the same stuff that was happening then is happening now. It's just I'm not appreciating it. Yeah, or uh, especially if you're not allowed to tell anybody, then you would be this the only person with the knowledge that. Yeah. This is has been going on and will continue to go on forever unless we go to some like Gene Roddenberry, yeah. you know, land, which yeah. now has been totally messed up. But sorry, <laughs> I was thinking about Picard and how horrible Picard was. Um, this might be the most depressing conversation I've ever. I mean, it's all <laughs> in my own head. It's not because of you guys. But I'm like, oh, these two fantasies are shot to hell because. I don't, I would feel like I cheated myself if I just went, okay, I'm at the Coliseum in Rome looking around. Okay. Now I'm going home to my apartment in Los Angeles. I'd be like, what was that? What you could do is use it responsibly. You know, don't teleport yourself directly to what you want to see. Just teleport yourself to the airport in Rome and then like figure out how to get to wherever you're trying to go. You know, it's the worst idea I've heard in this entire conversation. Why? Because at least I'm using it responsibly. I'm going to take a shoddy cab from 20 miles out so I can experience experience the culture from that's where you get your experience. The, 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 you get the hard part out of the way, the boring part of you sitting in a seat doing nothing, staring at the map and then you, you're, you get to have the experience of talking to the cab driver, seeing I just things pictured, around you. I don't know. This is my, I, this is a character flaw, but I pictured myself arguing with a very knowledgeable, like history professor about something. And then I go there and come back and tell him that's not how it happened at all. I was there and he knows I can do it. I'm like, you're just wrong. You're wrong. That didn't happen. I was there. He wouldn't believe you'd say, let me see. And then he would yeah. go. No, you're not allowed to see. Only I can see. Do you think this would work as a gag if you had the if you had the money to actually build sets and shoot this stuff on your phone, these character reenactments, and you just kept it on your phone? And you, by the way, you'd also have to hang out with people that are on heavy drugs. And just go. I want to. I'm going to tell you something. I just got to get it off my chest. I'm. A, I travel time, and you shut showing them clips. And then you like turn the phone around and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that would just screw with some people's minds? <laughs> I think Buzz Aldrin would take offense if you Buzz <laughs> check it out that you faked it that's, that's you on the moon sets. you didn't really time behind travel. that rock is me and it's me like just show putting that's this it. in my phone <laughs> I have a time I hiding machine. behind that rock people analyze the footage and like look the shadows yeah. are coming from a few different directions this guy didn't yeah. really time travel yeah. set it's a Hollywood studio do you think people analyze stuff as much before the Zapruder film I think that there was probably skepticism 
and yeah. little conversations and things that were happening. But then once, yeah, once there was that, and then uh, uh, the internet, right, was a really quick now way. Now everybody's an analyst, yes. including me. Yeah. I got this one. I'll slow this now, down and take a yeah, look. Now I can look up that footage and have an opinion. An but I mean, I guess before, before photography was... You know, let's say way, 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 way back, I guess people probably analyzed books and stuff, right? And tried to get the meaning and figure out what were they, what did they mean about this? Yeah. What did, but even you know, that what was, did... I mean, the same thing with film now. It's someone else's words and they can manipulate it. Uh, it's going to be interesting how people analyze this period of time when there is so much documentation and sure people are going to spin stories about the past and yeah. try to tell it the way they want to tell it. But there's enough evidence and people can actually watch this and probably because yeah. when you said before, well, if you travel back and look at history and we've been taught history in a certain way, you go back and you're like, I mean, it's kind of like that, but there's so many things wrong because you're just relying on other people's telling you the way it was. It's like a game of telephone too. At some point things yeah. are being twisted and people like to draw divisions like good and bad. And you know, things are much murkier than that for the most part, Well, especially when you're teaching things to kids you know, at some point, you know, it, it takes a certain amount of time or different ages where they understand subtlety. So you yeah. can't tell them, you can't teach them anything without showing them like a black and white. But we're also inundated with so much misinformation because mm -hmm. no matter what the topic is, there's two sides or more. And everyone's got an equal say now, courtesy of the internet. So I wonder if you're looking back on this time in history, if it just depends on which p piece of information you get. Like, right. are you going to know? And then it's going to be uh, when you hear a song for the first time and then you hear the remake, you're not going to like the remake because you only know the first one. So whatever the first thing you hear. I will tell you, like. I thought about that when I introduced my nephew and a friend of mine had the same issue with his son. And we talked about it and I was like, do I want to play Weird Al for him now or should I make him oh. listen to the original song so he gets it? Because it's going to ruin it. <laughs> It's going to ruin it because I've had that as an adult with Weird yeah. Al. I've, uh -huh. I listened to the, his, that remake of um, Waterfalls and I did not hear the original version <laughs> until later and it came on and I was like, oh, I like this song. And I realized I only know the Weird Al. Don't go making phony calls. And I heard the real <laughs> version. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Uh, my I first should have heard it in the other order. Was also, a weird, well, not the first, but my first exposure to that was from Sesame Street, them singing about the letter B and the tune of Let It Be. Oh! And when I, yeah. <laughs> so then when I heard it on the radio, I was telling my mom, like, this is from this is from Sesame Street. This is Letter B. And she was like, no, it's Let It Be. I was like, no, yeah. it's not. It's the Letter B. I um, knew this yeah. wasn't going to happen. I, I knew this was not good. I was sort of on a date like 15 years ago. And we were in the car and the Chili Peppers version of Higher Ground... Or Stevie Wonder's version came on and the girl went, this guy stole this from the Chili Peppers. <laughs> and I honestly was like, I can't believe this is over and then, now. And then this he tried over. to teleport. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this. Like, what am I doing with you? Yeah. Oh, no. There are things like that that this isn't my story, but I've told it. Uh, I had a friend who was playing, I think, Trivial Pursuit with someone. And she read the card and said, Belarus. And he's like, Belarus? What is it was Belarus and she pronounced it Belarus and that was it. He was done. He was out. <laughs> and if you had teleportation, you could get out of dates pretty easily. You just yep. think about that though. I mean, well, Trump I will, just the other day said Yosemite. Yeah. Well, I will, I will admit to when I was in high school and I was very high in a parking lot 
and I was staring at the car in front of me at the gas station. And I was like, I've never heard of Arkansas. And I'm like, what is Arkansas? <laughs> and I was asking, and no one in the car was responding. I'm like, Arkansas, I've never even heard of that place. What is Arkansas? <laughs> and it took days for me to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but what is up with that? That's a stupid, it's a stupid one. Yeah. What is up with that? Yeah, stupid. <laughs> well, because you have something to compare it to, Kansas. So an argument right. could be made. Yeah. What would you guys do right now if you could teleport once? One oh, time. I, one time shot. What do you mean? Do you get a return trip? You get to go somewhere and come back. And, okay. And planet Earth, probably. And yeah. uh, like, what would you do? Japan. Okay. That's a good one. That's interesting. Tokyo. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good one. I don't think I can top that. Yes. Yeah. I'm I mean maybe some like... forbidden city somewhere that no one gets to go to. North Korea. It seems though that a... Oh. Just go see it and get the hell out of there. North Korea? Yeah, North it just yeah. Why are you picking a negative? Well, it's a place that... I want to go to a child's sweat lodge somewhere where they're making clothes <laughs> right. for zero money and they're chained to the sewing machines. Okay, that's true. And I want to come back and climb into my comfortable I don't... Doxiana I, bed. I would want to see um, the fake. I want to see the fakeness in North Korea. I think I'd be interested in doing that. That's really fascinating to me. All yeah. of the fake stores and the fake food that they have. And I love that yeah. kind of thing. When yeah. we were talk- and then always wondering how people... North Korea is crazy. I always wonder, like, people walking around and speaking to the, to each other, are they always aware that, like, hey, we're doing this thing, we're acting like good citizens, or are they actually just in it and brainwashed? I have no idea. Wow. Hey, All right, so you'd go to North Korea? We're done. I'm not saying I would go to North Korea. I was just thinking of places that would be more difficult to go to, just traditional means. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I, I brought it up without having an idea. And then I now I'm like scrambling in my head going, where would I really want to go? Like, what do I want to see that I don't want to travel to? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when we were talking earlier about the moon, I would like to go close to Jupiter and just have the shit scared out of me seeing that thing <sighs> up close, watching that violent <laughs> swirling atmosphere. No, I would come back, and I feel like, uh, <sighs> I mean, at least for a little bit. Jupiter I don't, I don't know how it would affect me, but <gasps> you realize how fragile you really are. It's like, oh boy, that thing exists, and here we are living. You on know, the- sometimes when I say, I don't remember the name of the movie, but Sandra Bullock was it was the space movie yeah. with George Clooney. Uh-huh. Like Probably. that movie really, really put you there. In my, to me at least, like when I was in the theater, I was like, I felt like I felt the solitude. And this, you're floating above your home and you're just in this blackness and it's just quiet. And part of me was like, wow, that's got to be just a a feeling that's inexplainable. And then the other part of me was, when does the sheer terror say, I got to get back in the capsule and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, you know, have sort of death anxiety about, you know, aneurysms or like you were talking about that locked in thing, just like in 2001, just being uh, sort of catapulted away from your spaceship and the idea of yourself just dying in your spacesuit slowly. Nothing, yeah. yeah, nothing you can do to get back. It's like drowning in slow motion. I mean, because it's <laughs> yes. going to last longer. Yes. But even in water. Com- yes, you're aware you can, constantly. 
you know, there's yeah. resistance and you can move in space. You're just But also in the water, at least you know someone's probably gonna find my body soon. Yeah. <laughs> in right. space, you're like, no one knows this happened. And I'm they're gonna never be... gonna know. No. I'm just gonna be floating for eternity. All right. So I mean, I think what I'm taking from this whole thing is I would you could use teleportation to get different perspectives on things. Uh, because it's a little harder to get different different perspectives on things, say through travel uh, or going to Jupiter, uh, as it exists. And I'm a relatively lazy person. Um, it's hard to reframe the life that you have. But if teleportation made it that easy, you could go see all these different things, and then actually maybe there's a possibility of being happy with your life. That's what I would do. Really? Maybe I would I would try to get happiness out of it by seeing how I, sh- how shitty it really is. Many yeah. Other the reason I thought it would be good in the beginning was because as I get older, I'm starting to recognize that time is the most important thing that I have mm. mm-hmm. and it would save time, but maybe I'm just not spending my time wisely and uh, not, I mean, I'm taking things for granted and I'm just, uh, maybe tomorrow I'll do this. Maybe tomorrow I'll do that when I could be doing things now. And, uh, but then again, I would love to not get on a plane ever again. See, that's why I, I thought my peppering in the teleportation yeah. was a good idea. You just do the hard parts and then you do the fun, you know, gritty parts that uh, are part of the experience. I have a topic for you guys to do with someone else. Okay. And two things. One is I, I feel guilty because I said something about the cabin that I already talked about somewhere, but it, it hasn't come out yet. And I mean, it was just one line and that's stupid and it doesn't mean anything. But in my head, I'm like, I already said this about the, the new pot belly stove flips over and burns your cabin down. I'm like, I said that today. I'm like, God. ah." So I got that off my chest. Okay, good. Free and clear of a guilty conscience. But the other thing is this other topic I love, which is like magic in songs. Like, you know how some songs just have a moment that a lot of people agree. This is like, it happens for me in ELO songs. Like there's this violin part about two thirds of the way through telephone line. And I'm just like, oh my God. And to me, that's like sp- almost spiritual. It happens to me with Abbey Road. It happens to me yes. with the very, very first note of For Those About to Rock. I'm like, what is it about that first note? And then I thought the king of all those things is in Born to Run. When they come out of the it, back into the song, out of the crazy, like mishmash, chaotic drum thing, and it just hits right back on, into the song. And you're like, how did they do that and i know it's a lot of happy accidents but i think that would be interesting to like go through a list of songs and find those like magical moments where things happen that you don't you can't make do you ever run into somebody who doesn't have a concept of that yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah like what are you an alien yeah what's wrong with you you soulless empty i just like edm yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's it's a weird thing that's inexplainable right like it's, yes. we don't understand it. It's like man. It's like, excuse me. It's, it's like a magic. whole body feeling, and it's yeah. also this like falling. I always I call it like falling in love. Like this is when I fell in love with Abbey Road, or yeah, yeah. With Abbey Road, by you. the way, was the first time I experienced that. And yes, me too. It, yeah, and I I was in the fifth grade, and I was walking. I listened to an eight track in the garage uh-huh. with headphones on, and I couldn't fathom what it was. Yes. Like, I don't understand this. I don't understand how they made this. And I would run home from school to listen to it over and over and over. That's and even amazing. now, sometimes I put it on with headphones and lay down and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I understand the technical People don't listen to music with headphones on anymore. 
I mean, with earbuds or whatever, but not yeah. like sitting down and just listening to it. I'll tell you, I don't know if you're fan, if you guys are fan, a fan, but the best experience for me, but I'm also a huge fan of the Cowboy Junkies. And they have an album called The Trinity Session, which was recorded live in a church with one microphone. And wow. it's a beautiful album. It's really, really, you got to be a fan, but I friggin' worship that band. And listening to that with good headphones is magic because yeah. you can hear them moving their feet and you can hear the wood creaking and you can hear all the stuff that you can't normally hear. And I love headphones. Yeah. I love amazing. headphones. Well, it's become much more of a passive thing. You listen yeah. to music while you're doing something else. Whereas before, if you had to put on an album and you put on the headphones, you were there, you were doing that. You made the choice to sit there and listen. Yeah. So but you know what? Well, you guys are, you guys are definitely younger than me. I miss that a lot. And I don't know if it's just old man Carano talking, but I miss the work that was involved in buying a record. And I miss sitting on the floor looking at the record while it played because yeah. even, you know, like I say, old man, but I even now, if I'm going through iTunes or my music library, I'm forward, 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 forward. <laughs> I know. And Sometimes I don't not... even want to finish the end of a song. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, All right. This song's finished. I don't I fit. The minute I get done with the good part, I'm like, next, yeah. next, next. Yeah. No, we're we're right on the cusp of that because we were born in 82. So we experienced, you know, going to the music store, yeah. trying to not knowing the song, only hearing it on the radio, singing it to the person and them figuring out what song it was, you know, like we and I, I sat down and listened to music intentionally on my floor. I didn't have headphones, but I laid next to my speakers. I put my speakers next to my head. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Can I tell you that? If you think about how music worked in the 70s, like it's almost unbelievable. Like for you to know a band, someone yeah. had to sign that band to a record label. They had to make a great record. And then some other business person had to grease the wheels of the record of the radio industry radio to station, get it yeah. played. And then you had to somehow hear it and then go buy it. It's like... <laughs> There's so Again, many... it's the work. It's the work yeah. that it takes. If you yeah. can instantly make music amazing, then yeah. is all music amazing or is no can music I, amazing? I know you want to wrap it up, but can I tell you a quick story that I saw on the internet the other night for the first time? Chris Christopherson, uh, one of the great American songwriters, um, I, did, I never heard this story before, but he wrote Me and Bobby McGee based on his creepy Me Too manager friend who was obsessed with a woman named Bobby McKee. And he would just relentlessly hit on her. And she was like a receptionist or something at a company. And he told Chris Christopherson one night, oh, me and Bobby McKee. So Chris Christopherson thought about that. And Chris Christopherson at the time was a helicopter pilot. And he was flying back from Mexico. And, of course, had to land in Baton Rouge because there was a storm. And he wrote the song, Me and Bobby McGee, because he thought he said Bobby McGee. And then years or months later, he was introduced to Janis Joplin at a concert. And fell madly in love with her. I had no idea that they ever even met. And they had this crazy sexual rendezvous for like weeks. And he was telling stories about how she just wanted to have sex on the plane. And she would go, let's go in the first class bathroom. And he was always like, ah, she's crazy. And then she died. And he was shell-shocked and devastated. And he didn't know she had recorded the song. And then they played it for him. And he talked about how he couldn't listen to it without crying. So he had to go home and listen to it over and over and over to get, get over it because he knew it was going to be a hit. But I think the part of the story that blew me away the most was 
how he wrote the song and that he had an affair with her. Cause I had no, I would have <laughs> never gone Chris Christopherson, Janis Joplin. No. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Supermensch? Yes. I didn't see that one. Uh-huh. It's great. How about that guy's story? He thinks Jimmy, Amazing. He, he thinks Janet, he thinks he sees a girl getting assaulted in that hotel, which is still here. And he goes to break up the fight. They both kick his ass. And the next day it's Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin who are having sex <laughs> outside the hotel. Yeah, and, he's and Jimi Hendrix within two weeks brings over Alice Cooper and goes, you should manage him. You should manage him. <laughs> and he's still Alice Cooper's manager. Right. 50 he's years like later. the king of, uh, of right place, right time. Absolutely. And because, and because, and this, this is another sort of philosophical thing about being a good person, because when you are a good person, then people do come to you and you yeah. do maintain friendships and then they, yeah. they trust you and then introduce you to someone else who is also successful. Yeah. Or whatever. You gotta be out yeah. there in the first place. Yep. As we all are isolating at home. Yeah. Thanks to a virus. <laughs> yep, you're right, you guys. I guess I'm going to go inside and turn the lights off <laughs> and stare out the window. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Mike, for being here. Thank you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate the talk. That was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really, really cool to have you. Um, like and subscribe, rate and review. Uh, please visit our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com, and get some great hot sauce. You can uh, get uh, 15% off with the code one topic 15 and uh thank you everybody thank you again mike and uh, goodbye hey greg hey autumn do you like hot sauce you know i do like hot sauce but i'm getting pretty bored of my regular texas peter tabasco I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.